Madrid podcast. I'm going out because I need to change my life. Yes. What's going on, guys? It's Adam here from the Bolderjo Podcast. Welcome to episode 68. Today we're going to be diving in on how your self-sabotage could possibly be fucking up your success of women. I'm sure I titled that in a much more friendlier way. That was very aggressive. That was very aggressive. My apologies for any of you that were offended. Actually, if you're getting offended by that, this the rest of this pod is probably not for you. But today, yeah, we're going to be talking about how potentially all the different ways that you are most likely subconsciously. I'm going to say this from the beginning here. Most likely subconsciously, but there are some conscious, conscious mechanisms that we as fellas do and that I've seen with my clients. And that's where, to give you guys the context where this potter is coming from today, that this is actually based on a real world thing. Holy shit. Holy shit. Garbage truck is here. Actually, garbage is like an American word. We don't even use the word garbage down here in Australia. We say the rubbish truck, mate. Anyways, he's going to do his thing. Hopefully, you guys can't hear too much of that. But yeah, this is based on real world shit. Normally, with these potos, you know, it's coming from an Instagram message. Uh, cheeky hashtag at, not hashtag, just at Uitang1. Follow me on Instagram there. Or a Snapchat, or it's Facebook, or it's an email. It's something like that, but not today. Today, this is ba- well, it was based on Skype call yesterday. Skype call yesterday where I was talking with uh, T, and I know I often say T, it actually refers to many different clients I have that all their first names seem to start with T. Not all of them, but it seems that a lot of them. And uh, but so he knows who he is, I refer to him as T-Easy. I'm going to call him T-Easy or T-Dragon, maybe T-Dragon, he might get that a little bit easier. And, you know, we were talking yesterday about his self-sabotage, about how when he gets next to a girl, or when a girl's rolling up on him. He can often just fuck it up himself. That he he kind of like he he he'll do everything. He'll get all the stages, all the steps, all the way up to the point where this girl is like pretty much ready. Hey man, hey man, say no, she's ready to go. She's ready to be taken, and you know having a good time somewhere else, somewhere a little more private perhaps. But he blows his load, so to speak. He uh, he uh, in his words, he can't handle the sexual energy that the buildup of sexual energy just becomes too much, too great. And in which case he goes, nup, 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 nup. Uh, no, 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 I'm out, I'm out. And he kind of flies his way out of there. So that's really context. That's where this is coming from. It's a little bit different, but I thought you guys would get a lot of benefit from this. I felt like you guys would gain a lot of value from this by hearing how I handled one of my real world clients' uh, issues, one of the things that we're going through. And I've got a lot of context on this guy, which I'm not going to be able to paint within this potter because I've been working with them for, I would say it's getting close to a year now. It could, T, you let me know. You let me know. We could have been working together, if not close to a year, maybe slightly under, maybe like three quarters of a year. But that's all we're going to be getting into today. And I think I want to dive into uh, subconscious mechanisms, things that could potentially just be going on without you even consciously recognizing them. And then potentially what you are consciously doing that you don't even know is self is self-sabotaging your success of women. So where are we even going to begin with this? Because it's not like we have a message. Normally I dive into a message. But actually I've got notes because you know during all my Skype calls, I'll write notes. I'll write down things that he's saying, things that I say in response to that. And there's like one thing I want to write here uh, that I want to at least go into. Oh, by the way, shout out to those of you on YouTube. Today is like the weirdest day. It's like it's like bowls hot sun, then all of a sudden it's like torrential rain. So yeah, that lighting might be off a little tad some. 
Now, what am I even going to dive into from here? Like, it's here. This is in his words, and don't worry, T. I'm not going to release anything. Per- There's nothing even that personal here that we even talked about. But it provides amazing context. This is one of the things he was saying to me. In his words, I'm there, and everyone else around me is really lit, but I'm not lit. I'm feeling very sober. I'm feeling very low energy. Her energy is through the roof when she comes on to me, and I can't keep up with that. I can't handle it in that moment. You know, here's me one foot in and one foot out and never just allowing. And I feel like I have personal issues, uh, personal issues to do with allowing that feminine energy. Uh, and this is, I'm trying to paint it in his words based on what, because I'm kind of going off just notes here. But basically what he's saying is that when he feels that strong feminine energy coming on, it almost forces him into this, in his words, nup, nup, nup mode. And I call it the nup, nup, nup. I'm just going to call it the nup, nup, nup mode. And essentially what nup, nup, nup is, is when you are being met, when you have been met and you are now faced with a feminine energy that's ready to go, when she's telling you, not just in a verbal level, because normally that's not what's happening, it's more so that on subconscious waves, on subconscious ways, a girl is, is telling you through her eyes, through her body language, she's grabbing you by the neck, she's grabbing you by the shirt, she's grabbing you by other places. And it's very obvious at this point that she needs you, as I love to say, to provide this frame, provide this strong masculine frame so that she can just melt within that and flow within that. But what seems to happen to a lot of guys, and as I was discussing with T yesterday at Santa Vera, New Zealand, yesterday, yesterday, that shout out to New Zealand guys. <laughs> Not trying to offend you guys, but your accent is very unusual of all the accents. Uh where was I with that? Oh yeah, it's like it's a it's a very common thing. It's a very common self-sabotage mechanism that when a guy who's maybe fresh to the journey, and T's not that fresh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of deep background that I know. If he's listening to this, that I know, and I'm not sure how much I'm gonna be able to go into that because there's some really touchy shit. There's some really some stuff that goes like right back to childhood to the way that uh, your parents raise you like that. You can't discount that. But then as we start to move towards the end of this potter, or at least more towards how we got to maybe like the, the tactics, the tactics of how you counteract this stuff. It's one thing to recognize, you know, the shit in your past that maybe is causing you to self-tabotage and when, when this girl comes in on you. And in T's words, she's, she's lit. She's got this energy coming in and you're just like feeling like you can't handle it. You can't handle it. Why can't you handle it? Like it's the, why can't you handle it? And that right there, there are things in your past that can often leave clues and that can show you shine light can be those kind of cracks, just kind of peeping through those little lights that come through the cave and show, oof, I just... If I dive into that a little bit more, that's going to show me a little bit, you know, and I'm trying to speak in very general terms because I don't want to say exactly what it is for T because then that's far too personal, but you know, just, just take it for what it, take a general example. Let's just say your mother was absent in your upbringing. That for a young dude causes many, many issues that will manifest later on down the journey in his relationships with women. You know, you can see it in that, and it actually, it can be rationalized both ways. Like you could look at it, if you're the type of guy that really struggles to just pull the trigger of a girl and to feel her energy come onto you and not run away from that, not go nup, 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 not go into nup, nup, nup mode, but go into yes, yes, yes mode where it's like, I want this, I want to feel this. This is what I've been looking for. And I've, I feel like I have the tools to control this. 
tools to control this situation and to allow her the space of what she wants right here, you know, you can look at that and how you become to be that person or maybe how you don't become that person as to say this mother thing where I say, hey, maybe your mother was absent in your upbringing, so you never got that exposure of feeling what it was like to be living 24-7 around a dominant feminine presence. Now, that's one way of looking at it, but then you could also rationalize in the other way, maybe saying that, well, because you didn't have that, and you can see the reverse, because you didn't have that extremely omnipresent feminine energy in your life through the process of having a mother with you day in, day out, that's why you're actually extremely controlling over the feminine because you're like making up. So it's like you could be turned away from it or you can be pushed even too hard in that direction. It's self-knowledge. I need you guys to get to know yourselves here. And this is because this poto isn't me answering one particular question. It is going to be me diving in like this. It is going to be me thinking about all the different angles. And, you know, we've got one thing that's trying to keep us down here. This one example. But the way I want you guys marinating over this poto right here is that I want you to keep your mind extremely liquid. And if things jump out at you, if things jump out at you and you feel like, holy shit, that relates to me, or maybe, and, and you feel like that's a little undercooked, that's a little undercooked in my own mind, maybe that's something I'd been thinking about, but I haven't really spent the time, I haven't really got the time to do as all philosophers have instructed, which is to know myself. So pause it, pause this pod, pod, pod. I was going to say podcast, but I kind of halfway went pod, pause this pod and allow your time, yourself the time and the space to be able to go in on yourself and to think about, yeah, okay, when I am in front of, okay, Susie last night, I noticed that I tend to become too controlling. Like I, I really lack that gear to go chill. I really lack that gear to go chill and I feel like I have to micromanage absolutely fucking everything. And see, here's another, let's dive in on this. That's another self-sabotage mechanism that I see guys do and that I hear when I say, when I say see, I don't always literally mean see. Like I don't, I'm not, obviously I'm not there with my students on their day twos. Actually though, <laughs> actually, okay, no, no, not on day, no, actually, no, I have been on a few day twos with a couple clients, but by, just by the process of serendipity, like, it's not like we had planned it. That's fucking weird. I would never do that. Like if a, if a student asked me to be there with him, like, no, no, stop that. Uh, even when students like record their day twos, I'm against that because it's a variable that is, that is fucking with the vibe far too much. Like it's one thing to have a microphone on you during your initial interaction. Even that skews the vibe. That skews the vibe. But having a microphone on you in a day two it's like whatever I'm listening to in that moment, that's not even a true representation of what could or should have been happening because you got this microphone on. So not even that, but then backtracking through here. Oh, holy shit. Let me just reset this camp. So I'm not going to go on a day two of one of my students, but I have been on several instant dates with my students, not in a creepy sense, but in a sense that when the instant, like say they're on boot camp, they go on an instant day of a girl. And then you're there off like, I don't know, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. And then I say, okay, meet me back here. Because often a lot of times, you know, I can follow them for a lot of the instant day. But a lot of times I can't follow them for the whole way, such as when they go into the coffee store. I'm going to go ahead and wait outside uh, and to allow him this space. And so I'll say to him, you know, meet me outside here in 15, 20 minutes. 
And then oftentimes he'll bring the girl with him to say goodbye. That happens actually quite a bit, actually. So I'm there to experience a little bit of the instant date. I'm there to experience a little bit of it. And why am I getting into this? Why did I even bring this up? Because I was saying that when I say, okay, I see a lot of guys do this. I see a lot of my students do this. I don't literally mean that I'm actually there seeing it, but a lot of times I am. A lot of times I am, but I don't always mean that. When I say see, I'm often just referring to, you know, the Skype calls that I have, the uh, the stories that I hear back and forth, whether that's through Instagram, whether it's through Facebook, or whether that is my more in-depth clients. You know, that's what I mean when I say C. We went down such a rabbit hole there, but you guys are lucky that I did, uh, I had my Spartan 25 running this morning. So whenever I've done running, my mind is extremely sharp. So when we go down these rabbit holes, I can often backtrack my way pretty damn good. I'm pretty happy about that, actually. That was, that was sick. Okay, so anyways, to the larger point of it, other things that I see guys self-sabotage with is the micromanagement. How about this? And this is really what I want you guys to do in this photo particularly. Be engaged. Don't just, like, listen, you can be whipping up. You can be whipping up that porcini mushroom right now, but you better be fucking listening at the same time. Is this you? Are you the type of guy that when you're sitting on the couch, sitting on the couch, you're watching 300, although I don't know, I probably have never ever watched 300 with a girl before, although that would be something interesting, wouldn't it? I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that this week. All right, let's go. 300. I'll, I'll get back to you guys on how it goes watching 300 with a girl because typically most girls aren't. Three, anyways, my mind's going off there. You know, you sit on the couch. Go for 300 going. Disney and chill. Are you the type of guy that's micromanaging everything to the point where it's like logistically, you're, you're micromanaging where on the couch you have to sit? This isn't Seinfeld. Right, this is inside film where there's a fantastic episode where George and Jerry are talking about how can't go left, can't go right, or how they have to be sitting on a particular side of the girl to be able to kiss her. So it's always a race to get on the right side of the couch where they're about to make out with the girl. I forgot the name. I forgot which episode. No, no, that's the episode where they're trying to find out if the girl's tits are real or not. I forgot the name of that episode, but it's a fantastic episode. Can't go left, can't go right. Are you micromanaging? Because that's one way that you find yourself fucking up your success with women. That is one way that you will self-sabotage yourself when it comes to just allowing a space within, within this space between you and this girl to just be free with each other. Because you're stuck up in your mind thinking about, am I on her left side or am I on her right side? Does that mean I'm going to be able to kiss this girl or does this mean I can't even have a chance at kissing this girl? That type of thing. That builds into the self-sabotage. You know, when I first began, I had tons of these little idiosyncratic self-sabotage mechanisms when I think back to it now. Because the reason why I mentioned that one is because that was me. And actually, when I, when I think about how I relate to my student here, and if you want to go like, let's go back macro for a second, how my student here is talking about how he feels everyone else around him is operating on a certain level and he's just not at that level. So in which case, he needs to feel like he needs to up to that level. That's one of the biggest things I've been trying to work with this one particular dude with, which is understanding, and I've said it to you guys many times, many, many times, which is that however you feel right now, that's good enough. You're in the club. This absolute dying piece is loving you. This girl is loving you. She's feeling it. The energy's flowing. She's let go of her inhibitions. She's recognized the masculine within you to be re just reflecting something within her. Something within her that makes her go, yes, this guy. 
yes, I want to get entangled with this guy, both physically, emotionally, everything, all of the above. But whether you feel like you're in that place or not, it doesn't really matter. Because if she didn't feel like that you were worthy of being in this place with her, she wouldn't be there. She wouldn't be there. A very high value girl and a girl that's just in that flow, in the flow of time and space where she's allowing her energies to be unlocked here with you. If a girl's in that mode and she's chosen you, for whatever reason, it could be the fact that you just remind her of some guy that she saw in some sitcom and go, ah, I like that guy. You know, sometimes girls' attraction can go to can be that shallow. Or it can be that okay, you exchange a glance. You exchange a glance of eyes. And it's like fucking ice cracking. It's like, and it's like, holy shit. Sometimes you have that moment with a girl where it's cracking ice, where it's like an ice age. It's like the very first opening scene of the movie Ice Age where there's that cracking ice goes down from the nut, from the nut at the top of the ice wall and the squirrels try to smack it down. And then all of a sudden it leads to an avalanche. It leads to this entire thing blowing up. Sometimes that happens and that's why she's walked up on you. For whatever the reason may be, it doesn't really matter. Because however you're feeling right now, obviously that is good enough. And my, that's one of my favorite, uh, I guess, Adam-isms, if you want to call it, just things that I like to say, which is that however you feel right now, that's good enough. You feel like shit, that's good enough. You feel amazing, that's good enough. You feel somewhere in between. Maybe you're not quite, maybe you're not quite Leonidas from 300 or maybe you're not quite... Patrick Starfish under the rock, but you're just somewhere in the middle there. That's good enough as well. However you're feeling right now, that's good enough. So one of these massive self, and this is the biggest self-sabotage mechanism for this one guy, T-Easy, which is that, big breath, which is that his major self-sabotage mechanism is that he feels like he has to be someone and in some way of feeling other than that which he is. Fucking let that marinate. Let that sit within your soul which is that if he was able to come to the place of which of knowing, however I feel right now, that's okay. I will deal with however I feel in 10 minutes, in 10 minutes. If, okay, let's take this like real tactical here. Let's take this. This girl's dancing on up on him. She's grinding up on him. She's got him by the collar. She's pulling him in. Maybe she's even pulling him in to make out with him. Him? It's like him and her. She's pulling him in to make out with her. You know, she's doing everything she can right here to show him that yes, this is on. Yes, it's fucking God. Right? That's what she's saying to him right now. However, you feel right now, you go and you play with that. But let's say because like he's thinking in his mind, am, am I just gonna fuck it up? It's one of the notes I have down here from our session. He often gets into this. Well, what if I fuck it up later? What if I fuck it up in a little bit? Well, then you will fuck it up in a little bit and you will fuck it up in a little bit later. But that is not right now. And that comes down to the presence of doing what is right now. Handling that 1% that is happening right now. If the girl has got her arms around you, she's got her arms around you, she's grinding up, it's very clear. It's very obvious she wants you to make out of her right now. Hey, just go ahead and make out of her right now. Just go ahead and make out of her right now. And yes, if you... If you can foresee that I'm not even ready. I'm not even ready to pull this girl out of the club. I'm not even ready on this day two. And I'm sitting on the park bench with this girl and you're freaking out because it's the most amazing girl you've ever been on a day two with. You're fucking lighting up. You're going up with this girl. And it's like, holy shit, if I make out with this girl, does that mean that I need to pull her later on? And how will I even do that? I've never even done that with a girl of this stuff. 
let all that come when it needs to come. You don't need to self-sabotage yourself in the situation because the self-sabotage is in not really being present to what's happening right now. And all a girl ever needs from you is right now. Oh my gosh, I love that. All a girl ever needs from you is right now. Now unpack that for a second. For those of you that are vacuuming, for those of you that are porcini mushrooming right now, pause that and unpack that statement. All a girl ever needs from you is right now. Even I just had to take a nice deep breath. Don't worry, the podcast didn't stop. Some of you might have freaked out, like, holy shit, the podcast just stopped? No. Just take a deep breath with me here, okay? Let's inhale in three, two, one. All right. Unpack that. All a girl ever needs from me right now is right now. All a girl ever needs from me is for me to be present with her right now. What does that mean to you guys? What does that mean to you? Because when I say that, that to me, the reason why I had to take that two deep breaths there, but the second one much deeper, the reason why I wanted to go so deep on that is because that's it. Like that's the epitome of an interaction between the masculine and feminine is that all a girl needs from you is right now. Right now in the sense that you are physically present with her, that if she's got her hands around you, that you've got her hands around her hips and that you've relaxed into that. So you're physically present with her, that you're psychologically, mentally present with her, that you are in this space, that you are, yes, we are in this club and it's you and me together. So it's logical. Yes, we were in this park bench together in this botanic gardens. Oh yes, we were on the beach together and we're watching the sunset go down, but I'm here with you. I'm not, I'm not in my mind thinking about what Joe said to me at the office. I'm, I'm not in my mind thinking about what the Spanish lady said on the translated video of how to chop up, chop up this porcini mushroom. Right? I'm not there. I'm, I'm here with you right now on a psychological, logical level. But then something a little bit deeper, something a little bit deeper on an energetic level, on a sexually energetic and emotional level. I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. Your feminine energy, which is blossoming into this this amazing circulation of something that I've never even felt before because this is one unique experience unto itself. You can never experience this with any other person at any other time because that's all that's happening right now is this dance between you and I. I'm feeling that with you right now. Let me reset this camera. Now that's all the things that you're feeling from her in this moment. That's That's all that she's coming into right here. But what is she feeling from you? Is she feeling this nice, strong scaffolding? This scaffolding, strong, masculine frame structure in which that she can fuck around. Right? She can break a few. She can throw you some hard balls, throw you some shit tests. All right, let me bring you these friends. Let me bring you this, this guy that you don't know whether he's a friend or whether he's the boyfriend or whether he's protective, non-protective. You know, let me, let me throw you every potential scenario that would test you in the light, which I need to see you pass. Right? That's okay. Because I got my masculine frame here and that's okay. Because I've been building towards this and that's okay. Because at least in this one moment right now, I'm good enough. At least in this one moment right now. I might not be when you throw me your three friends that want to take you home. Yet you still showing me you want to be here right now. 
And I don't know how to handle that situation, but that's not this situation right now. So my friends, that is the point that I'm talking about here when it comes to self-sabotage of not even being present in this moment. What does a girl need from you? She needs right now. She needs right now in every sense of the word. But you know what I went through on there when I'm talking about she needs you physically, she needs you psychologically, she needs you sexually, emotionally. She needs you in all one pre tight, neat little package, which just shows her that whoa, he's here with me. He's here with me. And what this is also alluding to is that you don't need to be Super Saiyan all the fucking time. And that Super Saiyan shouldn't even really be a concept in your mind in which that your default mode is Super Saiyan. And what that is to say is that not that you're just this skyrocket of energy all the fucking time or that you have this absolute clean as fuck, G as fuck, all the fucking time type of dude. No. What it means is that I recognize that me at my best or me at my worst, it doesn't matter. My default mode, I'm good anyway. I'm good anyway. I'm super saying all the time, I'm good anyway. I'm a piece of shit all the time, I'm good anyway. You know, and so you see, you see, because you're always going to come in at different levels. You're always going to come in feeling slightly different every night, feeling slightly different every day. And that's just meeting the girl, but on day twos, on day threes, in in. Even in casual relationships, I mean, that's probably getting a little too too extended for this discussion. But who you are as a person, it's going to fluctuate based on the day, the night that you've had. So what is the one thing that a girl is always going to, not only that the girl needs from you, but that you can always bring to a girl, regardless of how sharp or dull your blade is? Presence. Presence. Like, it's, 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 uh, it's one of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite things to to prep myself with, especially coming into a day two, which is that, hey, listen, Adam, I give you every excuse to fuck up here. I give you every excuse to the book to make every single mistake there is to make, except for one, which is that I need you to be there with that girl right then and there. That's it. You can fuck up everything else. You can be slow off the bat. You can be dull. You can not be cut and sharp. You can, you can be a few beats off, right? Be more than a few beats off. That's fine. But as long as you're aware of the fact that you are a few beats off, because that means that you are present in that moment. And this tying it right fucking back here to the self-sabotage mechanism of not feeling that you're good enough in this one moment, well, not, not even that actually, it's more so what's happening in the future with you, that you don't feel like you'll be good enough in the next moment, right? And, that, and, and what that does is that when you feel like you're not going to be good enough in the next moment, it doesn't allow you to be good in this moment because you're too worried about what's going to happen in the next moment. So, you know, that's a one big one. And actually, while I was... While I was going in on all of that, another self-sabotage example, like real-world example, popped into my mind. Now, I'm not going to use this guy's real name for sure. I'm probably not even going to use his nickname. Let me just call him H-Bomb. I'm going to call him H-Bomb. His name starts with an H. If he's listening, he knows. He knows. But I'm not, I'm not sure how comfortable he would be with me telling this story. So I'm not even sure that I want him to know that I'm using this story. Like when I say that, I'd be like, he probably... No, I think it'd be okay. I think it'd be okay. But anyways, I'm covering my bases. I'm covering my bases to make sure I don't fuck up completely. So I'm going to call him H-Bomb. It was on a boot camp. It was on a boot camp and... I can't remember what the number was, but he had racked up a lot of number closes that boot camp. Not a lot of instant days, but a lot of number closes. That's just where he was at. That's what he was dealing with. And, you know, actually in hindsight, it was very early days in my coaching. So I probably wasn't pushing the instant date as hard as I possibly could have been because I was, you know, when I was first beginning coaching, 
I took it easy on guys. Like nowadays, if you get me as a coach nowadays, I I cut no sh- like there is what there's no fat. There's no fat. It's all sizzle. It's all steak. It's like I don't really give any excuses to anyone. Like I really push guys to an insane degree because I know that's what they're going to get the most out of. But when I first began coaching, I often took it easy on guys. I took it easy because I wasn't quite sure how far I could push someone before they felt like giving up. So I was still kind of in the midst of discovering that for myself, even as you know, as a coach. So I'm thinking about this boot camp I had with H, and I remember him getting a lot of number closes. Anyway, he got a lot of number closes. And, you know, somewhere during middle of day one, you know, where we sit down and we take a break and we go over some texting stuff just so we can text these girls, you know, roughly two hours later after having met them. It's a good time to text them, good time to go over some text strategy, and which is very, very simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Whole video on that. Just type into my channel, uh, how to text a girl. You get that. And I remember going over it. And so it's like, we're, go- we're going over like what he needs to do, how he needs to text them right now. And it's very straightforward. You know, the first... The first text is just uh, establishing connection, which is just statement about the interaction and your name, like your Susie. That was kind of fucking cool meeting you, Adam. Right, that's it. Right, very simple shit. Like not asking much of anyone. And I remember, like after we're sitting there, he's got he's got like a drink or something. We're going through his texts, and I'm showing him stuff from my phone. And then I'm like, okay, so um, so you gonna text the girls? <laughs> I'm like, you gonna text them? And he's like, oh nah. Nah, and actually, fuck, this has happened a few times on bootcamp, and he's like, nah, and I'm like, it's like not even processing in my mind, I'm like, what do you mean, nah, what, what do you mean you're not going to text these girls, and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I'm like, should I, and I'm like, what do you mean, should you, what do you mean, nah, like, you put in all of this work, you've put in tremendous amounts of work, the courage it takes to come on the boot camp, the courage it takes to trust in me, to let go in me and to go through this process, the courage it takes to go up to these girls and to handle this interaction and you're not even going to text them? What is wrong with you? Like that, that is like what is it going through my mind but I'm trying to compose myself and go, okay, so why is it that you feel like you don't want to text them? And I'm trying to be as calm as possible. And he doesn't even really know how to verbalize it. In that moment, I remember him going, oh, I, I just, I, I, like nothing's coming out. And I'm like, okay, so here's what you do. Just, I know it might seem insane to you that you would want to text these girls, but just for today, could you please trust me and just do what I'm saying here? Just trust that, hey, Adam said text these girls, I'm on text these girls. So, so we went through that and this was a recurring thing with this one particular student that he had this mental block that he self-sabotaged for sure, but it's almost like he didn't feel entitled to the success of the journey itself. Now, this might seem very esoteric. This might seem a little too much. Like, I'm as I just said that, he, was, he didn't feel entitled to the success of this journey. Even me saying that, I'm realizing how few people are going to be able to relate to that because I imagine 19-year-old Adam... I imagine 17 to 19-year-old Adam listening to older Adam saying that, going, hey, did you know that there's this thing where some guys actually experience the success of being able to go out and learn the skill set of meeting girls, be able to do that successfully, and then get the digits to be able to arrange for another time to meet up, but then don't even want to do that? Like, young Adam, do you even realize that's a thing? I would be 
I would be like, shut the fuck up. You you shut the fuck up right now. Because this guy, and I understand that most guys are barely, they're battling. They are absolutely battling with this idea of even being able to go out and meet girls in general, especially when I'm thinking about younger Adam there. So I realize how esoteric that sounds now, but please bear with me as I reset this camera. Yeah, please bear with me as I go with that because I'm going to try and unpack that a little bit more. Didn't feel entitled to success with women, even though the success was there. And actually, he he was a particularly, if you just want to look at objectively, if you want to look at the type of day that he had, he had a fucking great day. Like, like I said, like he, there were by the midpoint of day one, he probably had six or seven girls he needed to text back. And we're only just getting started here, like midpoint of day one, we're only just getting started here. And he didn't want to text any of these girls. And I, I remember going back to the hotel that night, this is before I'd really unlocked the secret of Airbnbs. I remember going back to the, the hotel that night thinking, hmm, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. I know I'm young in my coaching career here, but I've never seen it before where a dude didn't want to text the girls. Now, this was the first time it ever happened. However, it's happened many times since. Well, okay, many is, many is a little, maybe a bit of hyperbole there. It has happened several times since where on boot camp, I've had guys that won't text their girls. They will not text the girls as we're going through the text game strategy. And it's like nowadays, because I've, I've experienced this before now, now I just, I'm really interested in the psychology of it. I'm really trying to work out what limiting belief is operating here in which that this guy doesn't feel entitled to success. And this is his self-sabotage thing. You know, everyone's got their self-sabotage thing. We've gone through micromanaging. We've gone through not being, not feeling that, uh, you're good enough in this moment or you won't be good enough in the next moment so you can't be good in this moment. We've gone through a couple of different things here. Here's another one, not even feeling entitled to the success of the journey. And so I'm very keen on unpacking this psychologically in the moment with the guy because when that pops up, it's like what's led to you, what has led to you being in this place where you don't feel like you want to text these girls, that you want to go out on these day twos with these girls. And I think at first, like when I've got down with some students about this, more towards the end of day two, and we've, we've talked about it, and a lot of the times the response I've come back with or that they've come back at me with has been that it's just too much of a shock. And hey, fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm saying like 16, 17-year-old Adam, 17-year-old Adam going here, well, this is one reason why guys won't text their girls or why they might subconsciously be fucking up their day twos because they just don't even feel like that this is part of their reality, that having an abundant, sexually abundant dating life is not part of their reality. So now all of a sudden, when they committed to this process, and they knew logically, like it's one thing to know logically that if I go down this process of Adam on bootcamp, we're going to find out what we need to learn. Like we're going to see an exact revelation of the map of which we need to follow to be able to achieve the freedom of choice in our dating life. Like that's what the bootcamp is. It's an illumination of the process, which is what I always call it. It is illumination of what work needs to be done. So make no mistake, when you leave bootcamp, like I'll never guarantee guys, oh yeah, you'll get laid on bootcamp or you'll get this many numbers or you get this many dates. No, I'll never make any of those guarantees because I can't, I can't guarantee that. But what I can guarantee you is an illumination of the work to be done. A clear, concise roadmap as to what you need to do to be able to go ahead and become successful in this area. That's it. That's what bootcamp is. So you'll always walk away knowing what needs to be done. Now, what a lot of guys aren't prepared for 
is that while that is the number one objective, all of these side things pop up, such as, oh, I actually was able with my rough skill set, with my missing piece skill set, with a few holes still in my skill set, I was able to attract a high quality girl and I was able to actually arrange for digits for us to meet up another time or for me to go on an instant date with this girl on boot camp. But it's still not within their reality because even when they came on to boot camp, they knew that was a potentiality. They knew that was a potential thing that, okay, well, if I'm going to meet 20, 25 girls day one, maybe 20, 25 girls day two, maybe anywhere between 40 to 50 girls across this weekend, it's probably a logical summation, a logical distillation that we could probably think that maybe we might meet one girl that we might connect with, right? That's a potential. It's definitely a potential. And you know that logically and so, and bootcamps know this, they know this logically, but it doesn't, no, it still doesn't really cease to amaze me how it blows guys away. How guys have not been really prepared at any stage in their life because of how, and really, that's why they had to come on boot camp. If a guy who came on to boot camp wasn't at least a little bit kind of shocked at what he could do when instructed in the right way, put through the right process, done the right action, right, met this ridiculous amount of girls in this very short period of time, if it doesn't blow them away just a little bit, that holy shit, like, yeah, okay, I met five, six girls today that I really connected with. You know, that that should amaze you in a few different ways. But it shouldn't amaze you to the point in which that you don't even feel like that this is truth, where you don't even feel like that this is something that you are entitled to, that you put in the fucking work. Like you put in the fucking work and you're not even willing to accept that the reality has dished back at you this fruit, right? Now, I know, I know this might seem very esoteric. Now, what is the definition of the word esoteric? For those of you that don't know, it is... A field, a piece of information, a discussion, a topic to which only a very small niche group of people will understand. That is what the definition of esoteric is. It's not like spiritual shit, although that spiritual shit is esoteric. But esoteric itself means that it's a piece or a discussion of information that is only relevant to a very, very niche group of people. Only a very small subset of people are going to understand this. So when I say that what I'm talking about right now is very niche, it is very esoteric. I'm aware of that, but I want, hey, I want to fly in school because there's probably one dude out there. There's probably one guy out there that is going to get blown away by the fact that when he actually gets down and does the work, when he gets down and does the work, he gets self-aware about it. He does the right journaling, the right reflection. He's on the path. He's on the journey. And all of a sudden, listen, this is going to, this here, I'll bring it out a little bit more for you guys. This will now relate to a lot broader spectrum, a lot wider spectrum. A lot more of you guys are going to get this which is that when you actually do this work and you actually go into this journey and you actually do what you're supposed to be doing, the fruit the fruit often doesn't come for a long time. But when it does, it often comes in waves. Like the fruit often comes in waves in the sense of like, oh, it's picking season. Like it's cherry picking season right now. It's ripe fruit season. That seems to be how the journey tends to go. Now I don't I can't explain that. I can't explain how that happens. It's not even like it's not even scientific what I'm saying. It's it's just that from what I've seen based on my journey, based on what I've seen from my students, from guys that I know from wings over the last six, seven years, it seems to be that you'll often go through these 
these sticking point or there's just this hard as fuck, just ice picking your way up the mountain grooves. And then you'll get to like this nice little plateau with a nice little peach tree. And all of a sudden the peach tree just happens to be ripe at that one moment. And all of a sudden, yeah, five, six girls just happen to come into your life that you connected with. Now, it just seems to happen that way. And I know that a lot of you guys, so this is where it's more relevant to a lot more guys, which is that you're going to get blown away. You, the potential for you to get blown away is always there. It's just that with some guys, it seems to be that they don't even accept. And actually, now it's now that I'm talking about it, maybe it's not as esoteric as I think. Because as I'm talking about it more, more faces are coming to mind that we had a discussion one-on-one about how, hey, man, hey, man, go ahead and message this girl. Hey, man, this girl's digging you right now. Why are you pushing her away? So actually, maybe it's not as esoteric as I think it is. So maybe let me know. Maybe drop a comment. Maybe send me a DM. Let me know if this is something you've dealt with before or something that maybe you could foresee yourself dealing with and maybe this is going to be useful. But in any case, in any case, please, please accept that you are entitled to the fruits of your actions. This is one thing. You aren't entitled to the fruit. But look at what I said there. You are entitled to the fruits of your actions. Fruits of of your actions, not entitled to the fruit, right, to fruit in general, not entitled to, well, if I just, if I just go out, then I must get fruit. No, no, you do action for the sake of the action itself. But when fruit does appear as the result of your action, then you are in fact entitled to that, because that is when you have stayed true to this process. But it's just interesting how some guys, they go to the next fucking level of self-sabotage and they won't even harvest. It's like the fruit's there, but they won't even harvest. And yeah, so they want to say that. It seems like most guys might think, no, no, if you give me the 10, if you give me the 10, I'll pound that shit. I get in on that shit. Well, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Have you been in that situation? Have you been in that situation where... There's this opportunity to maybe be seeing three or four different girls that are blowing your mind at the same time. Have you been in that situation? Because if you have been in that situation, you know there's a little bit of magic dust that tends to come over your eyes. There's a little bit of magic powder that goes over your eyes that goes, holy shit, am I even really supposed, is this supposed to be happening? There's some of those moments, like if we just want to talk on moments. There are moments in the journey where it's like, is this really happening? Like one of my favorite moments of that Okay, it's like, how do I even pick out one? How do I even pick out one? One of my favorite ones was getting kicked out of the hostel in London. That was one of my favorite moments of all time. If Actually, if not that one, that was actually, that was a little bit easier. That was a little bit easier. But maybe getting kicked out of the, um the uh, why is it always a revolve around me getting kicked out of things? I don't know. Um, maybe because it's just the absurdity of the situation. I don't know. But there, okay, there's, there's actually too many times. Let me just say this. There have been many a time where I've been kicked out of a female share room or a female share dorm where there's like three, five, six girls that all stay in it. And uh, the, the girl didn't tell me that. You know, so obviously I wouldn't go into the situation if I knew it. But, uh, you know, the situations like that, just crazy, crazy, oddball situations. Oh, actually, fuck it. Fuck it. Because I know you guys like specifics. Oh, hold on, I, I, I want to park this. I want to park this because this story involves some parents. I want to talk about that one in a second, but I want to finish up this like getting kicked out of dorms. It's one of my favorite moments where it's like, 
Oh, hold on. We reset this camera. Don't worry. We'll get back to this. It's one of my favorite moments where I get kicked out of a female showroom dorm and all I'm doing is like, I'm sitting there. I'm, well, I'm not sitting there, but I'm lying down there on the bed. I'm making out with this girl and all of her friends just bust in and say, what the fuck's going on? Like that to me is amazing shit. Even though they've completely fucked the situation, they've completely blown it up. There's no way of me reconciling this right now. And often a lot of times I don't see that girl again because of just the weird, like, it's just like a weird vibe that they've all, five, six of her friends walked in on us. Now that's actually, that's not fair. I would say it's like 50, 50. It's like 50. I said like a lot of the times more like 50, 50. Sometimes that actually brings the girl closer to you. Cause like we went through this ridiculously crazy situation together, but you know, like you can be there like half naked making out with this girl. And then all of a sudden, like five of her friends just bust in and just say, like, what the fuck, Susie, what the fuck? And you have to like, just, they, they pretty much usher you out of the building. They usher you out of the building, and that's putting it gently, and that's putting it very gently, that they're cussing you out, how dare you, how dare you disrespect our space, our fi- our female space, I'm like, hey listen, Disney and chill, what can I say, what can I say, Disney and chill, what do you mean, Disney and chill, hey listen, you want Disney and chill, <laughs> like, they push you out again, oh man, I love those moments, and it's in those moments, why am I even talking about this, it's in those moments where it's like, is this even happening, like, is this even a real thing? And in which case, you want to go, yes, yes it is. And it's because of the action that I took. It's because of the action that I took and I am well entitled to the fruits that appear from the result of my action, but never the fruit itself in general. Always must be, it's like, it's, it must be cart before horse, never horse before cart. It must always be action, action, action. That's what I'm really entitled to. And then when the fruit comes, yeah, I'm going to take a sip. I'm going to take a slice. Now, I was going to talk about a story of another blow your, fight, blow your mind moment. Um, okay, so this, there was this one scenario where I just met this girl this day. Like, it was in the day, and we went on an instant date. It was a bit of a weird vibe, though, because she was in town because some boy band or something was playing. I don't remember their names. And they were, they were like playing in town. And so she was just in, she was like, like a hardcore groupie, like a groupie fan and really nice girl though. But just like, you know, some girls just have like idiosyncrasies like that. Like they're like really into underground raves. Like that's their thing. Or their thing is like, yeah, I do hot yoga at 5am on a Friday with this particular group of people. Like that's their thing and nothing gets in the way of that. Or I travel around the country trying to find hot yoga places. You know, that's their thing. Well, and actually that's not even that weird, but this one was pretty strange where she was just looking for, she was in town because she was following, not around the country, but she knew that one of her favorite boy bands was in town and they were just doing like a press conference. They Just a press conference, not even the concert itself. And she was like on her way to go to the hotel lobby to go to the press conference. And I stopped her and, you know, we had a great interaction and so, like, it's prime for an instant day right now. So, I'm like, you know, what's up? What are you doing the next five minutes? And she's like, well, I'm actually on my way to this press conference thing. So, I'm like, okay, so savvy, going through my logical savviness here. Obviously, we're not going to go for a coffee. She's on her way somewhere. So, I'll go with you. I'm, as in, I'm not going to go to the press conference. But I'll walk you down there. Next best thing. So, I walk her down there. And we exchange details. And I say, okay, well, obviously, you got this thing right now. I'm not going to go in this conference. Let's meet up for dinner later tonight. And, you know, like a cheeky bite. When I say dinner, please do not be that guy that goes, ooh, five-star restaurant. No, not five-star restaurant. No Jim, no Jeffrey, not five-star restaurant. I mean, like, food truck at the front of this at the front of this food market. That's what I'm talking about. Just chill vibes. Low-key, low investment. Principles stay true. 
So I meet up with her later that night and, and you know, this has got nothing. I'm just realizing now. Oh, no, no, it does. It does. It does have to do with the mind-blowing moment. But I have to paint this to make it seem why. Like, this is why. And, you know, we meet up later and, uh, what did we, you know, we have food. It was cool. It was fine. But the, the vibe was just not, it just wasn't there. Okay, that's fine. We'll meet up another time. Going back to one of my other principles, we don't need to rush this. If the vibe's not here right now, that's cool. So, you know, we walk around, we have a little bit of food, we check out this night market. And at that time, another, a girl that I'm seeing at that time messages me with a bat signal. All right, she messaged me saying, hey, hey, parents aren't home right now. Bad signal. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to peace out from this girl. That's fine. Vibe's not here. And I jump in the car and I start and I drive like, I don't know, 20 minutes out to this other girl's place. And this is that moment. This is that moment where I go, hold, what the fuck just happened? So I rock up at her place and girls fucking love to do this. Girls love to give you the least amount of information that you, in post, seems like this would have been extremely helpful if you had told me beforehand. A lot of girls seem to feel like that's not useful. <laughs> that's not useful. So, okay, it is what it is. I rock up at her place. She told me the parents aren't going to be there. Okay, that's cool. Now, when she said parents... In her mind, I think she meant just her mother, but dad was still there. So I didn't know this though. So you need to keep this in mind. I'm trying to like not jump around in the chronological timing of things here, but just keep this in mind that I didn't know this going in. So I rock up at her place. I go on the front door. It's cool. Like she got a little, she got siblings. They're like, they're watching, I don't know, bananas in pajamas. I don't know, something like that. Some kids show and, you know, she leads me into her bedroom and we start getting down. Now, at some point, at some point, I don't remember how far we were getting into it. We, did, we weren't having sex yet. But it was, we were like, so it's not that, it must have been within like the first five minutes. I started hearing heavy footsteps. And I'm like, I know that this is not the footsteps of a little kid. And I'm like, I like break out of the moment going, who the fuck's that? Like, <laughs> who the fuck's that? Like really quiet. Like, who the fuck's that? And it's just like, oh, that's my dad. I'm like, for those of you on the podcast, I'm like crossing my arms, rubbing my 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 uh, facial hair, going, "What the fuck? Like, what what do you mean that's your dad?" And because this girl's young as well, like this is it would be different if it was like maybe uh, like an older girl, maybe a girl is more my age or a girl is older than me. That's a different story. But this girl was like this girl was just legal. Like she was 18. She was eight just to, actually. I think in South Australia it's like 17, and in Victoria it's 16. I know, or maybe it's the other way. Maybe it's 16 in South Australia and it's 17. But I'm pretty, there's a lot of like, there's weird red tape around the sexual age in Australia. Some states it's like 18, some's at 17, some's at 16. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I've got to check the textbook. But either way, she's very fresh. Like only just legal. And, and all of a sudden I start hearing these heavy footsteps, which I'm like, okay, this is like a, this is, this is an adult. And I'm like, who the fuck's that? And she, oh, that's my dad. But she said it so casually as if it's like, oh, yeah, you you knew this. You knew this. Or if you didn't know this, this is fine. I'm like, no, this is not fine. Right? This, is, this is not fine that I'm like five years old. Well, how, old, how much older was I? Yeah, I'm like five years older than you. I'm like five years older than you. This like young 20-year-old dude, mid, almost mid-20s, but young 20s. And like you've just... She, no, that was the other thing is that, yes, she was legal, but she was still in high school. It's like her last semester of high school. It's like her last semester of high school. So she's fresh. 
She's fresh and her dad's in the house. You can see now why if I had this information earlier, I would not have stepped within the premises. I would not have gone into this because it's just too fucked of a situation. I'm not going to try and have sex with a girl while her dad's in the building, right? Especially at this age. So I'm like, okay, we need to get out of here. Like, am I thinking about mine? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, so all of a sudden it's gone from this, like, masculine to feminine, absolute beautiful energy going on to all of a sudden I'm on, like, fucking military mode going, how do I, how do I extricate myself from this situation where punches are not thrown? How does that happen? Because this is really my first time having to deal with this. It never really happened before. And, and so I'm like, okay, we need to go. We need to go. And so she like, first off, she didn't see like why at first until I painted with her that I'm a lot older than you and you're still technically in high school. I know you're legal, but you're still technically in high school and this is your dad. How do you feel like he's going to be about this? And she goes, oh shit. And then she's like, oh shit. So then we both like try to devise this plan to get out. And because of the nature of the, cor- the corridor, we just, I think we just waited until he walks back down that corridor and then she peeps her head out and she's like, okay, go, go, go. And it's like, becomes this like mission impossible scene where we're trying to rush out of the building without her being heard as well at the same time and like it's just i think you guys i'm trying to paint the picture here imagine just a very very long corridor a very very long corridor like wooden floor and everything it's like the house is very long it's a very long house so we managed to get our way out of there but make no mistake my heart was fucking racing like my heart was fucking racing the entire time we're like tiptoeing down the hallway because i left the shoes out at the front and it's like, we get out of the front and I'm like, what the fuck was that? What was that? And like, the reason why I painted this situation altogether is because I'm like, did that really just happen? How did I find myself in the situation where literally an hour ago, I was having a great time. I was having a great time where I was on this instant day with this girl I met this day. We're down at this TV, or I met her, I had to take drop her off at the TV press conference with this boy band. And we met up at this night market and it was a good time. We'll meet up again, but we nothing sexual happened. And then I get the back call, the back call to come down and meet this girl going to her house i think it's fine i think it's fucking fine but then it's not fine it's not fine because the dad's in the house and then we're gonna tiptoe our way out we're gonna get our way out without me getting killed and then i'm outside and it's just like my heart is racing i'm just trying to i'm just trying to get my head around all this shit and i'm sure a lot of you guys that go out can relate to this if you go out enough enough of these weird oddball situations where like where that time, like time where like, where you're in like a foreign girl's house and all these like foreign speaking people come in and they, you feel like, like the police are raiding the house. That's happened. She like, that's happened. Actually, just to wrap up the story with that girl, we then went to a local playground. Like this is, by the way, the time of night, it's like 10 PM. It's like 10 PM. It's pitch black. So we walk, we walk down, uh, like a few streets, like a, like a children's playground. Oh fuck. That sounds really bad. That sounds really bad. But but no, it's all consenting. So we just need to find a, sp- a, pl- a place for us to finish up, right? So we find a place, we find this playground, we finish up, we have a good time. And I say, never again. I say, don't you ever do that again. Don't you ever surprise that, surprise out of, here, here you go, Adam, have a go of this. Have, let's see how you do with my dad in the house. Hold on, let me reset this camera. Yeah, how about we not do that again? How about that not be a thing that you just surprise of me? And you know, that, that, was, that was great. That was cool. that was great that was cool that's how i reframe everything you know it was great because i got to learn that lesson it was cool but you know like what where why did i begin these stories was it talking about just the crazy shit that happens yeah the crazy shit that happens that you don't even think really could have happened 
and that it's amazing this even could have happened and that you were in fact entitled to the situation even happening. Like when I think back to it, the way that I met that girl was through cold approach. The made not just the girl that earlier that day, but the way that I met that girl that I was seeing, I met her through cold approach. And it's like if you had told 16, 17-year-old Adam that one day you would be having to fight for your life in a sense, well, not fight for your life, but like deviate and sly raccoon your way for your life out of this house because you thought that it was cool, but then it wasn't because you know that this dad would just fucking go off on you because you're you're about to have sex with his daughter. And it's like, holy shit, I can't believe this stuff is happening. But you are in fact entitled to it. Hey man, this is the spotter. This is the spotter that I love to, uh, I love to quote on these stories. And actually, most of you guys often message me about particular stories and that a lot of you tell me like more stories, more details, more specifics. Because I think if you note, if you were to go back on this potter, I was about to skip over some of these stories and just talk in generalities. But I wanted to, I wanted to go in and on this and also because I think uh, for me, I, I like to, um, it gives me perspective of where the fuck I came from. Like that was a time I was successful. There have been many times where I have not been successful. There have been many times where I've been kicked out of houses, kicked out of rooms, and I did not successfully manage that. Whether I could have, who knows? You know, I'm thinking about times like particularly the female share rooms. There have been times where I just could not see a way around it. Where like, it's just like, okay, they've walked in on us. What the fuck am I going to do here? It's not much I can do here. Like they, they want me to leave. I've got to leave. Are they going to call the police? I'm not, I'm, I'm in a foreign country. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get a criminal record in a foreign country, let alone in my own country. Fuck that. I'm out. I'm out. I will meet up again, but sometimes you don't get to meet up anyways. So I, I feel like this is a great time to end the bottom, but I need to sum up. I need to recap self-sabotage when it comes to success with women. It's all limiting beliefs. It's all things to do with your own personal psyche as to why you think you can't be successful. I've mentioned a few of the most common ones that I've seen. The one with T to begin with, T easy. The one with feeling like you have to be better than you currently are in order to actually progress this with this girl. No, fuck that. Rip that weed out of your mind. However you feel right now, that's good enough. That's number one, right? Well, that's one of the big ones. Another thing I talk about, which is a small one anyway, but I feel like I went through a lot of, was micromanagement right? Feeling like everything has to be perfect. Feeling like that if you miss the bus, no, that fucks the day too. Or the waiter was late bringing out the food or they don't have your certain type of drink or that you fucked the tea. How about that, Adam? You fucked the green tea. The concoction was off. You put a little too much lemon where you should have backed up on the lemon. A little more honey would have been better. And you're realizing as you're sitting down with this girl, holy shit, if my tea isn't this good, that means that her tea isn't that good. Fucked it. I fucked it, right? And then that just throws off your vibe for the rest of the day too. Small shit like that, which you allow to become and mushroom into a much bigger issue, which it really never should have been, right? Really, it's like when you're trying to open up the condom, when you're trying to wrap up that old source wrapper, right? You're trying to get it open. You're trying to get the source wrapper open, but for some reason you can't get it open. Or if when you do get it open, you go too hard and you accidentally rip it. And it's like, fuck, I fucked it. Well, that's it. It's over. Yeah, I can remember a lot of times when I was first beginning, like small shit like that, where you, this small little seed, and you allow it to mushroom into something porcini. You don't want that. You don't want that. You want to allow yourself to just roll, just roll with the micro of everything. Roll with, uh, you know, shit happens. Take that mentality. Shit happens. Okay. Okay. The dad's in the house. Shit happens. Let's just not freak out here let's not freak out here it's funny how that even right there you're taking lessons right there from that example 
you know, so don't get too uh, bogged down in the micro. And then what was the other one? Oh, the um, not feeling that you're entitled to success. I know that seems hype esoteric as I say that, but then as I dive in, it's actually not. I can actually think of many students that I've had that will not text the girls because they just wasn't within their reality that they could have abundance in their dating life. So here's what I'm saying to you guys. When abundance does show up in your dating life, and that's not some kind of woo-woo bullshit. No, when abundance shows up in your dating life because you took the necessary action, because you actually went out there and did the damn thing, be entitled to it. When the fruit comes, you're entitled to that fruit because it didn't show up based on its own volition. It didn't show up because you just sat in your room and said to yourself, hmm, I would really like to sleep with a girl this month. No, it came because you went out and put through the steps and became the type of person that had to be there to be able to attract that girl in that moment, right? So when the fruit does show up, take a slice. Take a healthy slice of that fruit right there. And that's where I'm going to wrap up this photo on self-sabotage. I know this has been a slightly different photo, but that's the variety. That's the spice of life. This has been way more conversational, way more casual, but I feel like there's a lot of value in that, in me not, I mean, I never come in with a plan. As you can see, this potter, no plan, no, no pot. The only plan I often come in with is just the email I'm going to talk about. That's the only plan there is. So, hey man, at the end of this potter here, I'd love for your feedback, guys. I'd love for you to drop comments down on this video uh, on YouTube or on iTunes or on CastBox in the comment section. Just let me know, or actually more even a better way of communicating with me is if you hit me up on Instagram. That's where I'm most active, at Tang one That's double O-I-Tang1. Most active there. Facebook, at the Ui. Snapchat is just at Tang, but Instagram's where the main love is, and I've been putting a lot of love in those stories and just the content there. And, uh, you know, I've actually just a cool, like a cheeky, cheeky little side note. I've been doing like these cooking walkthroughs that a lot of guys have been fucking loving. Like the reason why I keep mentioning porcini mushroom in this uh, potter is because I did a walkthrough yesterday of my first time cooking with porcini mushroom. It was fucking lit. Like it was intense. So check that out. But beyond that, I pump a lot of extra content and value into Instagram. So you want to be following me there. Share that with your friends as well. Share the content, share the love. If you learn anything from this podcast, please share this with someone else. Do, Do the world a savvy. Do the world a savvy and actually share this with someone that you feel like might get benefit from that, even beyond my own egoic reasons for wanting this to get bigger and bigger and bigger, which is always there. But it's not even that. It's just that I want people to know this shit. I want some other guy who is list- who didn't previously know that it could happen, that you could be in a room of a girl getting down and not know that her dad was in the house and how the hell you're going to manage that. I would like that person to know. I'd like at least know that that's a thing. All right, so go ahead, share the learns, share the love. And just my cheeky potters here at the end as always. If you guys want to dive deeper, there are three things that you can do with me. Number one, ebook, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game. It's an action guide on day game. Pretty much what I teach all bootcamp students. It's what they get as pre-study before bootcamp. It's just, it's not meant to be read. It's an action guide. If you want to go out there and know how to actually handle yourself, handle these interactions, you go ahead and you pick that up on the website, boldojo.com. Links are down below on the podcast in the YouTube section, but just boldojo.com. you see it on the front page, you go to products, it's there, and that's sweet, so you can get a handle there, then there's next level, there is one-on-one Skype calls, which have the option, options of adding on infield breakdowns, or video recorded sessions, so you don't forget that shit, but if you guys just want to dive deeper into this stuff, you know, 
This podcast was based on one of my one-on-one Skype clients, who's a regular, I've been coaching with for a year, and the shit we get into is intense, as you can see. So there's that, and then there's the big ticket, bootcamp, all right? Two-on-one maximum, I never take any more than two students, it makes the experience as immersive as possible, but I really do prefer one-on-ones. You know, that's there. If you guys actually want to get this shit handled, you want to have that illumination of what work do I need to do to achieve the freedom of choice in my dating life. That's what bootcamp's about. And because we're coming up towards June and July and August, that's summertime in the US and the UK. So for those of you that maybe want to be looking at a bootcamp and having me coming over you guys, hit me up. Bootcamp Inquiries, serious only. It's my big ticket product, which is, and as I see it, it's an investment in your life. That's why it's big ticket. That's why I pour my heart and soul into every single bootcamp because it's an investment in your life and that's the way you should view it. So yeah, hit me up, inquiries through there. Also in Australia, it's getting it's getting winter, it's getting colder, but it's still available there. So that's it guys. That's all my plugs. That's all the shit wrapped up for the potto. If you guys also, if you have suggestions for context, topics, things you want to hear me talk about, just hit me up on social, hit me up on the website, send me messages, we'll get down. And I thank you very much for listening. I wish you guys the best on your journey, as always. Much peace and much joy. This potter was fucking lit. I can't wait to listen back to this one. Holy shit. Uh, ja. Ja now.